In the name of the living Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. As I contemplated our readings this week, I imagined a scene out of The Wizard of Oz with the tornadoes flying and all the things being chaotic. And I began to wonder back to my childhood in the Deep South. I remember very well the great kudzu vines that were everywhere. And the stories of these green, invasive monsters were quite incredible. If you don't know what kudzu is, let me share a little of the history. You see, kudzu, also known as Japanese arrowroot, was brought to this country from Eastern Asia in 1876 as an ornamental bush and an effortless, efficient shade producer. Now, after it was introduced in Philadelphia at an exposition, farmers actually found no real use for the plant, as it took years to establish and produced little. But in 1935, Congress determined that this seemingly useless plant would be the answer to the sandstorms happening across the prairies. And the Soil Conservation Service saw a way to stop soil erosion, and kudzu was the great happening. Well, strangely enough, a radio host was the way that it was introduced into the Deep South. A radio host named Channing Cope in Atlanta became somewhat of an evangelist for kudzu. In his Depression-era radio broadcast, he proclaimed that the kudzu vine would help the farms of the South live again, that they were waiting for healing from the touch of a miracle like this vine. And as a result, the vine became widely planted in the bare areas where roads and railway lines were newly constructed. And by the time I arrived to live in that land deep down south, almost 40 years later, I can tell you that this vine was neither making anything live, nor was it a miracle. No matter where you went, these vines had engulfed the trees by the railways, their foliage so dense that they actually killed or smothered the plants below with their ever-winding shoots. And to a small child, they looked like they might just take over the world. And the stories told were as if you were not very careful, these vines would come through your windows at night and engulf you. Now when I hear the Old Testament readings... I envision a vineyard gone into chaos, just as the kudzu. God, the vine grower, cleared away for the vine to be productive, just as those at the Soil Conservation Service and the evangelist Chaining Cope did for kudzu. Now, with the best of intentions, the soil was prepared, the vines tended, even a watchtower set, but the unruly vines took off in a different direction. The good news is that kudzu cannot actually take over the woods, only the outer edges. Without light, it will wither. It dies. The same is true for us. Evil 
is at the edge of this world. We have seen it quite a lot in the news. We know that evil is out there. It is attempting to become pervasive. It has been out there since the beginning of time, and we know the destruction it may wreck. We know that it makes us afraid to talk at times to our neighbors, to look askance at people different from ourselves, to step out of our own safe place, and we grow ever anxious as we hear politicians and news reporters tell us of approaching doom. Yet we know that we must be ready. But not just ready with anger and hatred. We know that stopping the enemy is more important now than ever for all the world, a global community to find peace. But we are each called, for we must each make ourselves prepared prepared for the day when Jesus, our light, that kills all destruction, will indeed call to each of us. We must find that place where God wants us to be, a place not of bloodshed nor mourning, but of justice, of righteousness, of peace, and lasting peace. Over the past week, we should find hope in watching the latest of the Olympics. Just a few weeks ago, almost inspiring the Olympians to display ultimate camaraderie, the words of the gospel writer Luke sounded an echo to us, for there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, nothing concealed that will not be known And illuminated. Pay attention, therefore, to how you watch, to how you listen. Amazing words for the Olympians in their ultimate camaraderie together, but I think also to us. For a remarkable series of events are taking place as we watch athletes from around that global community compete. They compete, however, in goodwill, with grace, with composure, honorably, and with regard to their fellow competitors as equals. They have made us turn off the news stations. They have put aside, for the most part, our presidential election. And they have put aside the political unrest in places around our world. The Olympics allow us to take terror as something to be aware of, but not something to consume our life. They allow us to see good in the world. And maybe, if after the games are finished, the medals awarded, and the athletes gone home, we pledge to try harder to find where God is calling to each of us, we will see good. For if we looked just through the kudzu into the lush forest behind, we could see beauty. We could see hope for the world. God's kingdom 
is always here. It is tangible. And he is pleading for us to find the light that gives us such a full life. Let us watch. Let us listen. Let us proclaim good above all that stands at the edge that would wreck our world. Amen.